Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey guys, it's your girl Autumn Miles. Welcome back to the show. We love you so much. I have such an exciting guest on today. She has written, I believe it's her first book. Her name is Jenny Lesko. And uh, you know, I mean, I think we all have heard or have listened to her husband preach, Levi, at, at some point. Most of us are very familiar with him. We had him on the show uh, for you listeners out there. If you remember, I think it was last year or maybe even the year before that. I'm not I'm not quite sure on the, the date, but I remember it was his release day. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is a big day. And um, it, was, it was so great to have him on. And I was thrilled to hear that his wife, Jenny, was also writing a book. And we have her on today to talk about her brand new release. The book is called The Fight to Flourish. And I want to welcome to my show, Jenny Lesko. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Autumn. What a joy to get to be here with you today. I'm so glad that you're on. I love the whole concept of this book, The Fight to flourish, engaging in the struggle to cultivate the life you were born to live. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me about, I want to talk about the word flourish uh, in our conversation, but tell me about the heart behind this book. Thank you so much for asking and for having me. And honestly, um, kind of the the storyline behind the book, uh, really what it was launched from was uh, our darkest days that we walked through as a family and our second born daughter, Lenya, um, was uh, five years old when she went to heaven suddenly. And she seemingly, we don't know exactly, um, but I think the the final declaration was that she um, died of a, an asthma attack. And, um, and it was five days before Christmas, 2012. And we had just celebrated the birth of our fourth daughter, Clover. Uh, that year, and um, and basically we were launched into our dark, darkest days and grief like we'd never experienced before. And I know grief for every single one of us is different. We walk through loss and pain and grief of all different kinds, and whether it's a loss of a job or the loss of a relationship or a marriage or or someone who has died, there's just there's loss and there's pain and there's grief. And so really this, this whole book stems from the idea that, um, that we're, we were designed by God to flourish. We were designed by God to, to shine in the dark and to, to grow in places where it seems like growth can't happen. And, and I believe, and even from what the Bible says that we have, um, we have to be able to see that, we're going to walk through pain because every single one of us does in some way, shape or form. Um, but that there's actually um, a beauty in it. And there's actually the possibility of growth and strength and vitality and flourishing in the midst of pain. And that's honestly what I've experienced personally, but it's 
all over the Bible. And you just see, I mean, I just think of like Joseph in the Bible where he was uh, given the dreams of greatness and what God was going to do in him. And, and he was going to lead his brothers and they were going to bow down to him, all that stuff. But then his whole life consisted of nothing but disappointment and pain and heartache and struggle and um, abandonment and all these things. But you see at the end, well, kind of at the end of his life, but how he, he declared to his brothers when he saw them again, that he said, you guys meant this for evil, but God meant this for good. And the fact that he was able to look at his whole life and, and the, the pain that he went through being in prison um, and not having deserved it and all these things, like his, he was able to have a flourishing, sweet, kind, tender, strong spirit. And he went through horrible things that he didn't deserve. And so just the, the stuff that we have struggled through and, and walking through grief and all of these things, we, I also look back and I see the goodness of God. And I see even in the middle of times of doubt and feeling like God was being silent and feeling like, I was a failure because I wasn't walking in the things that I should or feeling like flourishing was such a, a word that would describe me later on in life because surely right now I'm not flourishing because I'm struggling so much and I'm and there's sin and there's shame and there's pain and I'm a mess. I'm a really hot mess. But um, but knowing that as I've looked back, God has been at work so much deeper than what I could even see even understand. And I love that the Bible says, it says that God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He's doing a work far above, far deeper below in us and through us that we could even imagine. And so there's beauty and that kind of, that's what I talk a lot about, about in the book is just the tension. There's, there's beauty and there's pain and there's, there's heartache and there's strength. And there like, it's just, that's a life. I think that's the life of a believer. It's, that's what we're called to is to live in this world and know that there's going to be trouble, but also believe and know that Jesus came and that um, he came to, um, to seek and save that which is lost and that, uh, that he has overcome the world and that he is our peace. And so that's kind of the overarching basis. <laughs> I, I have four kids. I know you have five kids. Um, I have two five-year-olds right now. We adopted, oh we adopted, <laughs> we adopted a little boy, February 20th in 2015 and a little girl, April 25th, just nine weeks later in 2015. Oh my gosh. I was on your Instagram and they're so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. But I, I don't know of a deeper pain than losing one of my children. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think you are one of the most perfect individuals to write a book like this. Mm -hmm. um, can you take us through just the events that happened when uh, Linnea passed away and um, just kind of uh, what, what exactly happened uh, in, the, in the situation, paint the picture for us? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, first of all, when Lenya was born, um, she was born in 2007, the same year that we started our church, Fresh Life. So we just had a lot of um, <laughs> simultaneous pains and groans and joys and all the things of planting a church and having uh, babies all at the same time. It's just wild and wonderful and messy. That's kind of been our life from the <laughs> beginning. But 
Um, so Lenya was born healthy, but about a month in, she contracted RSV, mm. which is a respiratory um, virus. And from that point on, she just started struggling with her health. And so um, she started getting rashes and the doctor said that she had eczema, but we would treat her for it and then it would just come right back. And so I was nursing her this whole time. And by the time she was nine months old, she was just like really lethargic and not doing well. We brought her into her checkup and her doctor was like, you need to drive to Spokane, which was the nearest children's hospital. Um, and we need to figure out what's wrong. And so we got there basically she had failure to thrive and I was nursing her, but everything I was nursing her, she was allergic to. It was chicken and dairy and turkey and nuts and uh, soy and wheat, basically everything. But then on top of that, it was environmental. So it was uh, dust and hay and uh, grass and horses and basically the state of Montana that God had called us to, to reach. And so um, it just kind of launched us in this um I had a, a I, we have an older daughter, Olivia, who's two years older than Lenya. Um, and so we were just launched into this. Okay, let's, let's figure this out. Let's, let's survive. Let's thrive. Let's figure out what's, what she can eat, her high hypoallergenic formula, feeding tube, all these things that we did so that um, she could get everything she needed. And so she started growing and on this formula and um, and thriving and then eventually started uh, growing out of allergies. And it was so amazing, like getting to go to the doctor and find out, oh, you can have, um, you can have wheat now or you can have turkey now or whatever it was. And then the next thing that we were gonna introduce was peanuts and she was so excited. And you know, it's so funny because um, we would talk about heaven all the time with her because she would say, mom, in heaven, I won't be itchy anymore, right? And, I'm oh. like, yeah. and wow. she'd say, mom, in heaven, I'll be able to eat like a whole thing of cheese and a whole thing of peanut butter and just like sweetness. Like we would just have those kind of conversations about heaven and it was just real. And it was, it, we knew that there's one day because we, we love Jesus and believe in him, we're, uh, we're gonna go to heaven and wow. we would just talk about what it would be like. And so that was already a talk in our home um, often. But then 2012 came around, like I said, Clover was born in January and then December came around and um, Lenya was five. And that whole week, it was the week before Christmas, like I said, and for, uh, for, for everyone in the world, Christmas time is crazy, but leading a church, we just had a lot of events. We had um, staff party, we had just getting ready for fresh life Christmas. <laughs> it was just a lot. And, um, but the whole week we were just telling our girls and it was uh, Olivia was seven, Lenya five, Daisy was two and a half, and then Clover wasn't even one yet. So they don't really remember, but no oh, man, that is I a house <laughs> All women, my poor husband. But since then, we've had a little boy, Lennox, and he's amazing. And we have a boy dog, so he's we're so a little cute. Bit <laughs> but um, so, anyways, um, that week we were just saying, okay, guys, this is so crazy, but Christmas is coming and. Friday family day is coming up. And so basically um, in that season of our lives, Fridays were our days off as a family. Levi and I would unplug and just be able to focus on our kids. We also were in the rhythm of date nights on Thursday nights. So we were able to kind of get on the same page, enjoy each other before getting into the wildness and who knows what would happen uh, Friday family day. But we knew that week we were like, okay, we're, getting, we're anticipating 
this is crazy, but we're going to, we're going to be together. We're going to plan uh, ice skating. Levi was going to take Lenya um, Christmas shopping for her sisters. And we were going to have a, a fancy dinner out. We we're going to dress up and go out to dinner. And so that night on Thursday night, um, December 20th, um, was Levi and I had literally just had an amazing date night at home. My mom was watching the girls at her house. And even as we drove up, like we were just saying how ready we were to spend time with our family, um, how relaxed we were, just how thankful we were, even just getting through a crazy week and how ready we were for, for that day, for fresh life Christmas. It was just a, a beautiful little moment. We drove up to my mom's house and my brother ran out and was just like, Hey Jenny, Lenia really wants you. Um, she's not taking her asthma me uh, medicine. And basically asthma is part of our family. My husband has asthma. Our oldest daughter has asthma and Lenya did. And honestly, it would be like a puff of an inhaler. It'd be a little treatment and then give them a little break. And then they were able to go back and play. But this night was different. And I walked in and my mom was trying to give Lenya her, um, her treatment. She wasn't taking it. So I walked up to her, I tried to put it in her mouth, but then she just looked up at me and then passed out on the, um, the kitchen counter. And Levi ran in and he immediately uh, called 911 and then started, he just, he, this is who he is. He just goes into action, CPR, because we thought she was choking. We didn't really know or we didn't really know anything, but he just started immediately kind of assessing the situation. And I was just right away, just praying and telling Lenya, it's going to be okay, Lenya, it's going to be okay. And then the paramedics come and they took uh, Levi and Lenya to the hospital. And then my brother drove me separately. And literally Levi and I are sitting in this tiny little waiting room and it's what you see in movies all the time. And it, here it is like literally playing right before my very eyes. And the doctor comes in and says what you only hate that, I mean, wish that you would never hear. But he said, I'm so sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Lesko, there's nothing more that we can do. Mm -hmm. And literally that moment just launched us into our worst pain um, that we've ever, we had ever experienced. And, um, and I think even just the shock of it and even the anticipation that we were, that we had had for Friday and that we had had, I mean, one of the girls Christmas presents was Disneyland that we were actually leaving the day after Christmas. Um, but instead on that day, we um, had Lenya's funeral and it just was all, all the horrible things, all the, the horrors, all the, the, the weight on your chest. And is this asking, is this even real? Like how, how is this possible? And then we walked into the um, the room where Lenya was and um, Levi grabs one of her hands and I grabbed her other hand. And it was almost, and Autumn, it's so crazy. It's really even hard to explain, but it was just a, almost just our knee jerk reaction of raising our hands in worship and saying, God, you gave Lenya to us and we give her back to you. And we, uh, we don't understand and we, we hate this. and we don't, we don't know why, but Lord, we trust you. Mm. And you know what? I think that was the beginning of really experiencing that tension of mm. not knowing and not understanding, but still trusting God and, um, and, ha and hating. It. I mean, literally it was, it's hate and 
trust. It's it's not being able to, to understand and it's holding on tightly to God with everything that we have, knowing that he was the only one who could hold us and carry us and um, sustain us and everything. And honestly, I don't even, it's hard to even explain, but it's just, that's just what happened. And, um, and so, you know, honestly, even in, I just have glimpses of God's nearness and tenderness. You know, it's so beautiful that the Bible says that God is near to the brokenhearted and he's close to those who are crushed in spirit. And we experienced that so, so firsthand. We really experienced that. But I just remember looking back and seeing little glimpses. Like one of the paramedics that night was actually Lenya's allergist and he would volunteer as a, a volunteer paramedic, but he happened to be there that night. And I remember looking up and just seeing his face and it was just like, it was one of those tangible, like, hmm. okay, God, you're, you're here. I, I don't understand. There's someone, there's a familiar face who knows Lenya and who knows, like, knows our situation. And then one of the other paramedics, we actually met uh, about a month later at a restaurant and he came up to us so kind. Um, he paid for a meal. And actually since then he's gone to heaven. Um, but he came up to us and said, you know, Levi and Jenny, when I came in that night, um, I knew who you guys were. I knew that you guys led fresh life. And I just immediately started praying for you guys. But when I walked in, I could just tell that God had just snatched Lenya. Mm. And, um, he said, we could never find a rhythm of her heart to, to match up with the defibrillator. Like we, there was, it was almost like God had just snatched her. And those are the words that he used wow. snap. And I think as hard as it was to hear, there was so much comfort in that, just knowing that she wasn't like experiencing pain or um, it wasn't as, it wasn't like she was like hurting and then went to heaven, but literally like she was just gone. And the comfort of knowing that she had gone from Levi's arms to her heavenly father's arms was just a comfort. And so um, all that to say now our great anticipation and our great expectation that we were even in a little glimpse looking forward to on that family day is now transferred even more so than ever before. Um, the fact that uh, the Bible says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so we know that Lenny is with Jesus. And so our anticipation and readiness for heaven is stronger than ever and we want as many people and that's kind of our that's our heart in leading our church too is to equip our church to to lead and to love their families well and to and to give people the opportunity to surrender their lives to christ and um, knowing that our our lives on here our lives on earth here are so short and we don't know like lenya's life was cut so short um and we don't know how long we have, but to be able to live our lives for God's glory and to lift up the name of Jesus. And um, with that anticipation and excitement and readiness for, um, for heaven. And, and also like in my book, I talk about the fact that we can live with uh, purpose and passion and vision right here and now in the midst of the heartache. And so that is I want to break in just for a second. What you're saying, I feel strongly like we have a lot of, we're just living right now. And I feel like a, a season of grief. 
Mm -hmm. um, where people are grieving, they kind of don't know what to do. How do I flourish? How do I move forward from here? But even more than what we've experienced this last week with um, the George Floyd death and the riots, Corona, um, there's still other things that are happening. And I know, you know, people are losing their parents and and they're losing their siblings and or they're going through a financial horrible hardship and millions of people have lost their jobs. And I feel like your the title of your book really is a, it it was, of course, God knew when it was going to be released, but the fight, I feel like we're in a fight right now to flourish. How do uh, to speak to that person in the la- in that last six minutes that we have left. Speak to that person that is fighting, but on the verge of giving up. And they're saying, I just, I know, I know that God is faithful because the Bible tells me that, but how do I even press on? Because I don't feel like I can. I think the, the biggest thing is knowing that we need to just wait a second. Like, don't give up yet, because if you could just hold on. And if you could just um, remember that that God's doing more under the surface than you can see, it may not feel like you can flourish. It may not feel like you're growing. It may not feel like you could even take the next step or honestly, even the next breath at times. And I know, I know that feeling of that weight on your chest and it's just hard to even catch your next breath. But if you could remember that what the Bible says is... Um, uh, in the Psalms, where does my help come from? I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from you, creator of heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. And if we could, in, in our pain, mm-hmm. remember to look up mm-hmm. and first of all, know that God loves you and you're not alone and you're not alone in your pain and you're not alone in what you're walking through and the loss that you're experiencing, look up and see that you have a God who designed you and loves you and created you. And and even in the midst of pain has designed you for this moment right here and right now. But also looking up and seeing that there's people in your life who need you to show up too. And and it's that tension again, because it's it's knowing that you need to you need to be healing and you need to be finding strength in in God and and being able to keep walking, but also knowing that sometimes it is having people around you who you can just show up for. And even just that practicalness of my kid needs me, my my husband needs me, my my sister needs me, my like I, I need to show up. And so I would just say, keep showing up, even in the little things, keep showing up in reading the Bible, keep showing up in um, community. This is the time that we need our faith community. We need our, our church. We need our community now more than ever. It's not the time to quarantine spiritually. It's, it's time to, to reach out to others and to let others reach out to us. And there's so much more I could say, but I would say, don't grow weary in doing good and don't grow weary, be strong and courageous. And I love this verse in first Corinthians that says, watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave, be strong, let all that you do be done with love. And, and I think that you will start seeing as you just show up, as you wake up in the morning and say, God, I don't not have the strength for today, but I I'm here and I need you. And that's one thing that's so comforting about what God's word says that he says, uh, uh, my strength 
is made perfect in weakness. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And so we could just even say, like surrender, God, I have all the weakness today. And so I need you to show up. I need you to be my strength. I need you to, to help me find the beauty in this mess, to, to embrace this struggle so that you can do the deep work of cultivating this life, this strength, this beauty, this joy that I was meant to experience here on earth. That is beautiful. My guest today, Jenny Lesko, I didn't have to say hardly anything. You killed <laughs> it, girl. Most of the time I'm asking all of these questions. Um, but I, 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 you have such a minister's heart and um, you're just filled with compassion and it just oozes from you. So I didn't want to interrupt you at all. Um, but for those of you out there that are listening, that have been listening today and you, you don't want to fight anymore, you don't want a flight to flourish. You want to give up. Um, go get this book. I don't know of anyone that's more qualified to write it than someone that has lost a child. And I'm sure been through many more things that you've had to fight to flourish uh, uh, through. Uh, her name is Jenny Lesko, The Fight to Flourish. Um, I'm sure you can get it anywhere books are sold. Penny, yeah. uh, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us and your story with us. It is a word in season right now, like water on a thirsty ground. Uh, but I really, I appreciate you being with us. It was, it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Autumn. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Mile Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.